Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Transcript Podcast. You've got me, Scott Krisloff, editor of the Transcript, along with Eric Mokaya, who's our lead author. We sent out a fresh version of the newsletter yesterday and had a lot of good stuff in there, as usual. I think the biggest thing that we saw this week was actually the continuation of what we've been seeing in terms of the boom in the economy. But for the first time, we're picking up signs that the economy is really eclipsing the size of 2019 and meaningfully picking up pace over where we were pre-pandemic. So the two stats that really stood out to me last week were both from Bank of America's CEO, talking about how the consumer customers at Bank of America are spending 20% more than they were spending in 2019, and that Bank of America's economists are forecasting 7% GDP growth for 2021. So those are both really impressive numbers that really stood out. Any thoughts on that, Eric? I think I actually went and listened to the entire conference call with uh, Brian Moynihan. He's really great. Like in terms of listening, he's one of those CEOs, like he's, it's a, like a class, an MBA class when you sit down with him. And he has a really, this really nice finger on the parts of the American economy. And I think those stats that you just said stood out, 7% growth this year. And then they expect next year to be 5.5%. The other things that you saw there about labor markets being tight, which is something that we continually saying. There was a very nice quote that I included later. I hate to say this, but we are competing against the U.S. government to some extent, and that some of the programs are rolling off. They hope that some it will free up some labor going into, I think this month, there's some stimulus payments that are actually being cut off. And then September is a kind of like the final time when stimulus payments are being cut off. So I think those are kind of some of the things that I picked up in reading, especially the macro section. Anything else you picked up yourself? Yeah, I'm glad that you listened to the Moynihan call because actually when I saw those statistics, I was wondering if it was a problem with the transcription. They seemed so large, especially the 20% growth over 2019 from consumers. And then the other just kind of like overarching economic milieu that have been really feeling the last week that was picked up in the quotes was that it's summertime has come to the US. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just additional fuel to this consumer euphoria where the weather's warm, people are out and they're at restaurants, they're visiting with friends, they're relaxing and really enjoying life for the first time since the pandemic on a mass scale. And that usually comes with travel and economic activity. So what are you seeing over in Sweden? I think it's the same thing. These past two weeks have been some of the hottest you've had in a while. Uh, The temperatures are 25 to 35. I tried playing football yesterday. The heat was super high. And then combine that with sweating in playing, and then you can't do that for long. So I think the other day when I went to this uh, to the city center to just check out, it was sunny. You can't tell that there's a pandemic. Uh, we are not at the same vaccination rates of the U.S., but you can tell that people are up and about. And that tells you that uh, travel is also really picking up as uh, summer goes in. So, I mean, that's the main thing for me that I've picked up as we go along. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things last week, it's, it's a light, week for earnings calls, but there were some good uh, conferences that companies were speaking at. And one of my favorites is that strategic decisions conference from Alliance Bernstein. That's always been one of my favorite because they get a lot of CEOs there who are talking about long-term trends in their industries. But at that conference, we had several of the airline companies, their CEOs speaking. And so they were talking about travel trends. And again, it was the same thing where you were seeing consumer leisure travel is eclipsing 2019 levels, but business travel is still down significantly. And so business net travel is down 70%. And you know the, the airlines and American Express each had comments talking about 
that business travel might not recover until 2023. So business travel is expected to continue to be a laggard. Anecdotally, I actually will be taking my first business trip this week. So looking forward to here. <laughs> for me, at least business travel is, is popping back up. It's going to be an interesting personal experience to see whether this is an efficient use of time or an inefficient use of time relative to the Zoom economy that we've all become accustomed to. So. I think I should say something about brand also that he said was that uh, some clients are actually telling them, uh, you don't have to send five people to come and talk to us. We are okay with this new mode of uh, communication, which is over Zoom. It would be pretty interesting to see how this plays out as we go forward, because, uh, because a lot of people are now more comfortable just doing Zoom calls, but also people miss meeting people. Yeah, Delta CEO, it reminds me, had an interesting just kind of off the cuff comment about hopefully this is the last virtual conference that we'll be at. And it's true. I think that's the way that things seem to be trending post-pandemic. We just seem to be normalizing to the extent that it would be kind of weird to have these virtual conferences. But again, on the other hand, it feels like we've all become a lot more efficient in a lot of ways from the work from home economy. And so where that balances out, it's a big outstanding question for travel, for real estate, for just general lifestyles. If you're living in Boise and working with a company in San Francisco, you have a two-hour commute now by by plane rather than a two-hour commute in car. <clears throat> but also, you know, it was really interesting. Philip 66 was talking about how that's in- seeing increased uh, demand for gasoline in some places. Because if you're living in a less densely populated environment, you may actually spend the same amount of time in the car, but driving more miles because you're not in as much traffic. And that actually leads to more gasoline consumption on that. Are you driving more yourself? Yeah, I'm driving a lot more. And currently I'm out in Minneapolis on a lake, which is a less densely populated environment. And you have to drive, you know, 3x the miles that I have to drive when I'm in Los Angeles. So that resonated with me. Something else that maybe last year they had a lot of people discussing was about people being more not comfortable being in crowded like buses and also people preferring to have their own cars. Miles covered would actually be a lot more going forward. Yeah, I mean, I've said this before on podcasts that it seems like the oil industry, oil stocks in particular, you could see things aligning such that there are really strong returns in that sector from a stock market perspective you have this swing in demand back to a more normalized level or even some increase in demand, you could really see, you know, oil prices catch up with some of the other metals prices and stuff that have had bigger runs and some of those energy stocks benefit at the same time. Along the lines of oil and gas uh, mining companies being beneficiaries of the transition to renewable energy and also the transition will not be without inflationary effects and maybe linking that up to something else that Brian said also that all these activities that you're having will definitely result in inflation at the end. So any thoughts on that, on all that? I mean, I think what he was really indicating is that there's still not an energy source that can really fully supplant fossil fuels in a way that is price competitive with fossil fuels. So, you know, hopefully technology ends up bailing us out here. You know, maybe somebody will come up with a fusion power plant or something. Oh, by the way, speaking of tech, I think this week I've spent quite some time inadvertently, like just listening to Business Wars podcast about the race for space between Blue Origin and uh, SpaceX. And then I just uh, saw this quote from Lockheed Martin about them, uh, I think the space industry, especially being here to stay. And then yesterday, 
uh, Jeff Bezos announces that he's actually going to space, which is pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know which kind of uh, investment thesis you could pick up from that, but I mean, it's pretty interesting tracing the growth of the industry since 2004. Any thoughts on that yourself? Are you, do you want to go to outer space? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it was an interesting piece of news, you know? Bezos putting his money where his mouth is. It's it's interesting to see somebody doing that and wish him well. And hopefully he comes back to Earth uh, safely. It's a cavalier thing to do, one would think, but he would also be kind of eating his own cooking here. So <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but I mean, from the way, from the history I've read, Brew Origin have been the safer way to do. They've, they've done it without with, with less accidents than let's say Elon Musk's way. So it's kind of a, it's a contrasting way in which they approach this business, but it's a very risky business. So yeah. I don't think I can pay, but I would be, be interested to see how this goes. Anything else that uh, you may have picked up or should we wrap up there? No, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Best of luck to Jeff. Uh, best of luck, definitely. Thank you so much for supporting the quality product that we put out every week. Reach out to us at admin at theweeklytranscript.com. But also check us out at thetranscript.substack.com. We welcome your comments and your feedback that you have so that we can keep making the product better for you. See you next week. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.